Um, this week has been pretty interesting for me, um, pretty full week, and I've had a series of conversations and then some events that happened, and they always seem to point in a certain direction. And so um, throughout the week, I, I, was, um, I was meeting with some young adults who are a part of another ministry here at Seacoast, and, and it seems like we continue to have the same conversation over and over again, and maybe this sounds familiar because maybe this is something that you wrestle with, is um, they are so concerned about their future that they seem to get anxious all the time. Like they're always on the go and they have a ton of questions. And so so things like, um, what am I going to do for a living? Or if I know what I'm going to do, how am I going to land that job? Or how do I graduate school? Or what's the next step for me? Is this the person that I'm supposed to marry? Am I ever going to get married? Am I ever going to go on a date? Like just so many questions that they have. And um, they seem to be stressed at Cameron related. He said, amen. Uh, yeah. Um, and so they seem to be so concerned about the future. And again, this morning after I spoke at our main campus, a young adult came to me and said, hey man, I, I totally, we talked about rest and kind of being too wound up and stressed. And he said, man, I'm, I'm 20 and, and I, am, I am just, I am full of anxiety because I just want to accomplish these dreams and I have all these things, these aspirations, and yet it just feels like um, I'm so wound tight that something's just gonna break, that I'm gonna have maybe a meltdown or something like that. And, um, and I, I can definitely relate. And so as a person who, um, Alec, is not even close to 40, um, I, uh, I, I am a, a little bit ahead of, of you guys. And so I thought maybe I could give you a little insight into things that I wish that I had thought about when I was in my 20s. Things that I wish that I had known, that things that people had told me. And I, I think it would have made my 20s a little bit better. And so one of the things um, that I wish I had known in my 20s is that I will always be in transition. One of the things I remember asking my dad is I said, Dad, when does like, things actually settle down and like, I don't know, like I've arrived somehow, you know? When does that happen? And he told me, that will never happen. You will never get there, wherever there is. You will always be in transition. There's actually a book, um, and I was looking for this book this week, and I found it, and it, uh, it's called Managing Transitions, and it describes transition cycles. And here's the three cycles it lays out. An ending, and so something ends. Uh, maybe it's a relationship, uh, maybe it's a, a school, maybe it's a job, maybe it's whatever it is, something ends. And then you go into what he calls um, the neutral zone. And in the neutral zone is this period of confusion, emptiness, distress. And you start asking maybe the deeper questions like, who am I? And what am I supposed to do? What is my purpose? And then eventually you start a new beginning. It's a new job, a new relationship, a new season of life, whatever it is. And so your entire life, believe it or not, is going to be you going through these cycles over and over and over again. And so the young adults that I was talking to, they said, you know, now we're just so stressed out. And I said, here's the good, bad news. The rest of your life is going to look like this. You're always going to be in transition. You're never going to be there. You're never going to arrive. It is a myth. It will not happen. And so the thing that I kind of wish I had known in my 20s is I wish I, was, uh, I wish I wasn't so future focused that I didn't, um, I didn't get to enjoy the here and the now. Is I asked my dad, I said, Dad, what has been your favorite life stage so far? And he said, to be honest, every life stage has been good, and I love the next one even better. And that's kind of been my motto, and one of the things that I'm striving for is I want to enjoy whatever season of life I'm currently in, because that season will be over, and at some point I will look back and go, man, I wish I had just enjoyed it a little bit more. 
And so let's say that um, you're single and, and you're living at home and you're either going to school or you're, you're working full time and you go, man, I just wish that I could get to this next place. Maybe it's uh, marriage, maybe it's buying a house, maybe it's moving out, maybe it's gra- whatever you wish the next thing were. And you're so focused on hitting that next goal that you're not enjoying the present. And every life stage has incredible opportunities and unique privileges that you're not going to have ever again. And so, uh, for example, I love the life stage that I'm in. I absolutely love it. It's so fun. But it is, um, it is incredibly limited in, in, in certain arenas. I don't get to go out of the house without telling somebody. It's like I'm a kindergartner again, right? Is I have to report where I am at all times. I have to be home at 5.30. I have to, and it's great. I love it, but it is very limited in what I'm able to do. And some of you guys, you just go, I don't know. I could do whatever I want. In fact, I'll eat in and out at midnight, like every night of the week. Good for you. That's awesome. You have certain privileges that you're not going to have later on. And so quit looking, so, uh, quit being so future focused that you don't get to enjoy what's happening in the here and the now. Is you will look back at one time in your life and you will say, man, I wish I had taken more advantage of that season of life. Another thing that I kind of, um, I wish that I had learned in my 20s and I'm, I'm trying to work on now is be careful where you put your hope. Be careful where you put your hope. And so hope is an interesting thing because, um, and let me give you a rough definition. Hope is believing that what you are looking for can be found in someone or something in the future. And again, I feel like in your 20s, you're very future focused. And so that's why I wish in my 20s I had been aware of where I was placing my hope. Because hope is, um, hope is something in which, if you imagine, it's what I'm leaning against. It's the thing in which I believe is going to bring me satisfaction, and it's always future-focused. And so maybe, um, maybe your hope is in a relationship, maybe it's in a person, maybe it's in your education, maybe it's in a job. But what's crazy about hope is you oftentimes don't realize what your hope is in until you lose that thing. And then when you lose that thing, you realize that you had been putting all of your hopes, dreams, future satisfaction, that you have been putting it in someone or something. And then when it is taken away, you feel hopeless. And so at some point you may land that dream job and you may lose it. You may break up with the person that you thought you were going to marry. You might realize that the party scene is getting kind of old and it's not fun like it used to be. Or you've reached some certain goals and it didn't give you the feeling that you thought it was going to give you. And in that moment, you will be hopeless. See, when I was in my 20s, um, my hope was in finances. I thought, if I could just make enough money, then my life is going to be fantastic. And so I set out for a season of my life to try to do that. And I realized very quickly that that wasn't going to fulfill me. That wasn't going to get me where I thought it was going to go. And so I needed my hope to be based in something else. And there's a story, it's by, um, it's by a, a Holocaust survivor. His name is Viktor Frankl, pretty, pretty famous guy. He's a scientist, psychotherapist. And he got put into one of the concentration camps. And as he was in one of these concentration camps, of course he's suffering, but he's still a scientist at the same time. And so he's trying to observe human nature and how people are dealing with the suffering as he himself is dealing with it. And he writes that there's four responses that people had to this this suffering. The first response was that people just got brutal and cruel to others. Even the nicest people before they went into the concentration camp just became bitter and angry and would do the most cruel things to the other prisoners. Second group was people who just gave up. As many prisoners, when, um, when they 
saw everything being taken away from them. They just lost all of their hope. And so many of them ended up just giving up in their life. He tells a story about a senior block leader who was a well-known composer. Um, and he came to him and he said that he had a dream that the war was going to end on March 30th. He thought it was a vision, a prophetic vision of the future. And so as that day got closer and it became clear that the war was not going to end, on the 29th, he started to run a temperature. On the 30th, he lost consciousness. And on the 31st, he died. Why? Because he had hope in something in the future. And when that didn't come to fruition, he had lost hope. And the physical consequence for him was death. And it's because we are um, future-focused, we, we have to operate on some kind of hope. And so we have to be so careful about what our hope is. The, the third category was this, was people that had hope in their former hopes. He said that a lot of people held on by saying, if I can just survive and get my old life back. And oftentimes they would hold on, and, and this is kind of a crazy thing, is they would end up being released from these prisons, and they would go and they would realize that their old life was not available anymore, that people had died, that the world had changed, that all the, the things that they had achieved and all their fortunes and the position in society, all of that was gone. And so after the liberation and they had been set free and they had survived these atrocities, many of them ended up committing suicide. Why? Because they had lost the things that they thought were going to bring them hope. They were no longer available for them anymore. And they said there was a, a small group, this fourth group, and it was a few prisoners who kept their inner liberty and pushed through till the end. And they were able to not only survive, but stay kind through the process. And here's what uh, Frankel said. Um, he said this, he said, life in camp would tear open the soul and explore the, uh, explore the foundation, expose the foundations that people built their hope on. People who were unable to stay strong were those who had a hope anchored in something beyond themselves or even this world. See, he realized in the concentration camps that everybody has to ha hope for something in the future. And there is really only one thing that you can hope for that was able to survive the concentration camps, and that is a hope outside of this world. That was faith for these people. And so no surprise, the scripture talks about this in 1 Timothy 6, 17. It says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. See, he's saying, don't put your hope in money. Don't put it in success. Don't put it in beauty. Don't put it in achievements. You have to have your hope anchored, an anchor for your soul outside of this world. But put your hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. And so the scripture said, it doesn't matter how smart you are, how connected you are, how rich, how good looking, at some point you will realize that all of those things can be taken away in a moment's time. And of course, it's not saying don't try, don't go out there and achieve. I believe that you should continue to push as hard as you can in a healthy way to be all God has planned for your life. But yet, do not think that that's what's going to satisfy. And so this, um, this last week, it was kind of a, a tough week for my family because at the same time as I'm having these conversations with people who are so focused on the future that they're not unable to enjoy the present, something uh, on the opposite side was happening is my grandfather, he's uh, in his 80s, uh, been a pastor forever, incredible man, and um, the doctor said that he is going to pass away soon. He got put in hospice this last week, and so everybody in my family flew to go see him. I'm going to head out there this week, and they said that this is probably his last week, and it's interesting to see these contrasts in two people. You've got young people who are so future focused, and then you've got this person who is now reflecting back on their life and it's towards the, the last few days. 
And I think, you know what? I want to be able to be in that spot where I'm old and I know my last days are coming and I don't want to have looked back with regrets. I want to have enjoyed every season of life and then also be excited about what is to come because I know where my hope lies. And so um, as you guys and, and all of us are, are, are relatively young in this room and we're thinking about the future and I'm still at the pretty beginning stages of my career as well and my family, I want us to be able to just stop to take a breath and just be present, just to enjoy these moments because at some point you will be looking in reverse and looking at your life and saying, now what, what happened? Did I enjoy it? Did I, did I take those moments in order to enjoy the season that I was in? The season that I'm in is with little ones. You see them running around here. And I have to constantly remind myself, Cody, you got to enjoy these moments they will not be this age forever. I always laugh because our third is, is six months old now. And with the first one, we're always like, okay, we want her, to, we want her to, to sit up on her own and then to be able to crawl and walk. And we're just so excited. We just couldn't wait till the next stage. And now we realize it goes by so quick with the, with the little one. We're like, stay down. Do not even try to get up. You are too cute. You need to stay young, you know, because we realize it's going by so quick. And so wherever you are in that process, if you are just so future focused and you're so worried about what is to come, I would remind you of two things. One, be careful where your hope lies. And the other is enjoy every single season of life that God gives you. Let's pray. Lord God, we, uh, we are reminded oftentimes of how short life is. Many of us are just at the very beginning stages and we have so much ahead of us and we are excited. We cannot wait to see what you have in store for us. And yet you also have provided us with the present, the here and the now. And we don't want to be so future focused that we miss out on what you have provided in this moment. And so, Lord God, we just pray that the season of life that we are currently in, that we would be able to fully embrace it and enjoy it. Because one day we will be reflecting back on our life and we don't want to be people with regrets. We want to be people who were able to live to our fullest in every season that we were in. And continue to say that the next season was even better than the last one. And it's because you are our hope. You are the anchor for our souls. And so even in the times in which it seems chaotic and there's lots of questions and there's unknown, we can still say that my life is good because I know you. And so Lord God, in these last few moments as we come and we worship, we just pray that we would be able to be fully present, not concerned about what is to come after this, but just to know that we are here and that you are here, and we are loved. Lord, we love you, and we pray. Amen.